Welcome to Podcast Sound Advice, the place for up-to-date podcast tactics and trends. You'll find actionable strategies to help you grow your audience, expand your influence, and monetize your content. Join Phyllis and Kelvin for Podcast Sound Advice, starting now. Welcome back to Podcast Sound Advice. I'm Kelvin, and if it's Tuesday, it's time for tech. First off, I want to thank my 15 listeners for tuning in last Tuesday, and I uh, hope they all tune back in again this week. And I want to welcome any new listeners. My goal here is to help you get the best quality sound possible for your podcast, whether that be from your kitchen table, your home office, or your walk-in closet. Last week, we talked about your environment, and then I gave you a few tips on finding a suitable location to record your podcast. I mentioned that I'm recording in my office, and that's where I am again today. Although, normally I record at night, and it's daytime, middle of the afternoon, so if you hear a plane or a car or a train, for that matter, my apologies. This week, I'm going to talk about recording methods. The first one that comes to mind is actually something most people probably have in their hand most of the time, in their pocket or in their purse or wherever they carry their smartphone. Just about everybody's got one. Some of them have a voice recorder app built in. Uh, otherwise, you can download a plethora of them. They're simple. They're portable. Uh, you can record almost anywhere, although per last Tuesday, if you remember, I recommend you not record outside. Uh, they have an internal mic. You can use wired earbuds. Uh, you can even use Bluetooth with your smartphone. Uh, in a quiet environment, you would probably get actually fairly decent results, provided you're not shuffling your phone around and holding on to it if you're using it like a speaker phone to record. If you're going to record with your cell phone, and say a set of earbuds and a built-in mic, my suggestion would make sure the mic's not rubbing against your clothing or your hair or anything like that when you record. But uh, generally speaking, cell phones have internal condenser mics, so uh, they're great for picking up sound. But anything you can hear, that mic uh, in that smartphone's probably going to pick it up as well. You can use your laptop or your desktop PC, depending, uh, is another way of recording. Uh, there are a number of uh, audio recording and editing softwares available to use for free. Windows, actually, uh, my Windows 10 version has something called the Microsoft Voice Recorder. doesn't have a lot of features to it, but if you wanted to start right up, use your mic on your laptop and record, you literally could do it. There's also Apple's version, which is GarageBand. Uh, I believe that's also free. It comes with uh, Apple operating systems. I've never used it. I have it on my iPad, which is also a device that you could use, but uh, I've never used it. However, editing-wise, we have podcasters who do use GarageBand to record with. Audacity is another one. That's free software. Uh, that's actually uh, was my first choice in the beginning. I used Audacity to record and to edit with. There are literally probably 100 different free audio software recording applications that you can get. So my suggestion would be to Google and do some research, find out what's going to be the easiest for you to work with. Now, a lot of that's going to depend on if you're doing post-production and editing or if someone else is doing it. So you might want to confer with them in regards to what's the best way to record. 
There are also paid programs you can use. I personally use Adobe Audition. It's a portion of the Adobe suite of products. Reaper is another popular one. It's a complete digital audio production application for Windows or for Apple operating systems. Logic Pro X, I believe, is Apple's professional-grade audio editing software. And again, there are a lot of them. If you're looking for something with a few more features, the ability to edit, and uh, some features that can help you during editing, uh, my suggestion would go with a paid version. Go to Google, do some research. If you, if you Googled it right now, you'd find at least probably 10 of the first search results would be of the best of whatever it is. So There's also external digital recorders. I happen to be using a Roland. I believe it's a R05. It's a little handheld recorder that has a number of different features to it. It's got some... Uh, automatic gain controls. It's got input control. It got filters in it. Anyway, you get the general idea. It just has more features than a smartphone might have for you. Uh, along with Roland, there's Zoom and Tascam uh, and several different manufacturers that make handheld recorders. Tascam and Zoom both have different models. And then when I say Zoom, I'm not talking about the video recording software that everybody now familiar with. I'm talking about Zoom the portable recorder. If you Googled digital recorders, you'll come up with a whole bunch of them. Some will have a lot of features. Some won't have as many. Some will have more inputs, like my Roland only has one mic input, one line input. It has a headphone input on it so that I can hear what I'm recording. It has a USB connection on it so I can download to my laptop or whatever device I want to. It has a power connection. And it's actually a pretty sweet little unit. Uh, the Zoom H6, for example, it has four inputs as well as two mic inputs that are built into the head on it. So technically, that's six inputs. Um, that's why it's called the H6. Uh, you can actually get ahead to replace the built-in mics to have two more mic connections. So you can actually have six combination XLR TRS connections on it. So it's actually a very versatile unit. Smartphones cover some of the basic recording situations, but for reliable professional results, you really need a dedicated recorder. Some recorders can be bulky and complicated. Some require, you know, additional mics or adapters, depending on what kind of mic you might be wanting to connect to it. They are portable. Most will fit in the palm of your hand. Uh, most have an internal mic, so you don't have to have any other connections to it. I would suggest using an external mic, but that's just me. The connections that are on them, uh, and I'll just go over these really quick. You know, there could be line in, line out, mic in, headphone jacks or headphone outs, USB connections, external power connections. So a lot of different things can come into play with the handheld recorders, depending on what type you get. Uh, the difference in the connections are a 3.5 millimeter eighth inch plugs, which is like your standard smartphone audio jack. There's the tip ring sleeve, uh, TRS. Uh, at one time, that was the most common in pro audio was the quarter inch jack. These were sometimes called phone jacks since they originated in the 19th century for use in the first manual telephone switchboards. Some of you may remember back then. 
Wikipedia suggests that the quarter-inch jack may well be the oldest type of electric connector still in widespread use. Uh, there's the XLR. The XLR stands for external line return. They were connectors that were invented as a means of passing electrical currents cleanly uh, while providing a standardized connector for most types of audio devices, such as speakers and mixing boards and amplifiers, microphones, and other recording equipment. On a hardwired mic, the XLR is generally the connection you're going to see, uh, although there are USB mics these days. So Then there's also the XLR TRS, which is a combo jack. The Zoom H6, which I mentioned before, has them. You can plug in a tip ring sleeve, or you can plug in an XLR, either one, into those particular connections. They're just a combo. And then, as well as your laptop, there's also the web-based means of recording. Zencaster, Squadcast, Zoom, Skype, that's to name a few. Most everybody's heard of Zoom at this point because of our current pandemic situation. But uh, all of these methods allow for recording audio. Some have the ability to record video as well, while some have a video component to facilitate the conversation, but they don't record the video. I'm not quite sure about Skype, but I know Zencaster, Squadcast, and Zoom all have the capability to record separate audio tracks for each participant. This comes in handy in post-production during editing. These particular software web-based applications, in my opinion, are best for use when recording with multiple hosts or guests or both in different locations. When you're sitting by yourself and recording, my suggestion would be record as I'm recording now, which is with some type of personal recorder and a microphone. So that's it for this Tuesday. Don't let the tech stop you from starting your podcast. We're here to help. So if you have any questions or a comment about today's podcasting tech, feel free to email me at podcast at soundadvicestrategies.com. And until next week. That's our wrap for this episode. We hope you found today's sound advice helpful. Let us know what you think by leaving us a review. You can get more resources at podcastsoundadvice.com. Until next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.